The Adam Crowley Show. I'm much better than a fan. They're not as much of a jackass as that. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Paulson of 106.7 The Fan will join me in about 20 minutes to argue (laughs) about whether or not Tom Wilson should have been suspended or not. Spoiler alert, whether he wins the argument or not does not matter because he lost the war. The Steelers did something nice today. What did they? They converted Shazier's contract to a signing bonus. Uh, $8.26 million of the $8.718 million base salary Shazier was scheduled to earn this year in signing bonus. Now gets paid to him directly. It is a fabulous gesture. Don't get me wrong. I am very happy for Ryan Shazier that he gets this money. He's fighting a long-ass fight. He now gets money that he would not have had had he not been hurt. But it also means that the cap hit on Shazier next year is far lower, according to some reports. And I'm not a capologist. I'm not a geek, uh, apart from playing Yu-Gi-Oh. I just wouldn't have thought about that angle until I read a little bit more. And it's not all about giving Ryan Shazier money. It's about giving him money so the Steelers don't have to pay that money next year to a player who might not be there. It's not Shazier's fault that he's still relearning to walk. I crush the Steelers all the time for junk. I killed Ben all day on Tuesday. While the organization does have multiple motives here, they also deserve some credit for being smart and for providing Shazier with financial stability. I think we can all agree that we hope Ryan Shazier can get back to normal as soon as possible. 412-922-2874 is the number. That is not the topic of the day. The topic of the day is Tom Wilson being a piece of bleep, but... Also, the Penguins needing to even the series tonight. You fall behind three games to one, and spoiler alert, it ain't going to work all that well for you. Uh, you go behind two game, uh, three games to one, you're probably going to lose the series. Just ask Washington. They're very good at that. Uh, they very often fall behind three to one in the series and very often lose said series. Here's one way the Penguins can avoid going into that hole tonight, though. They've got to get MVP Malkin. Evgeny Malkin was not one of the three finalists for the Hart Trophy this year. Evgeny Malkin could have been one of the three finalists for the Hart Trophy this year. The guy that I say is most comparable to him is Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall had a bunch of points. He was the best player in his team, dragged his team to the playoffs. The Penguins were only a few points removed from missing the playoffs. And therefore, if Evgeny Malkin doesn't go all beast mode in the second half of the season, they don't make him. So in my opinion absolutely worthy of MVP consideration, and that's not to flip out like Sam Carcitti, who's the Philadelphia Inquirer beat writer. I don't mind any of the three selections that they had, but I do think Malkin did just as much for his team to make the playoffs as Taylor Hall did for his team. At any rate, they need that guy. They need the point and a half player that Evgeny Malkin was down the stretch to rear his head in this series. Didn't play game one, didn't play game two, and in game three, He had a yawning cage in the power play, missed it by inches. That's a timing issue. He also had Braden Holpe leaning to his left significantly, and he hit the pipe. That is a timing issue. His legs were moving. His effort was there. The nuances of the game, I felt, were there for Evgeny Malkin. However, the timing issue was a problem. They need him. Because the Penguins right now are a one-line team. 
They've gotten goals from Sid, Gensel, and Hornquist twice in this series. That's one line, twice, each scoring a goal. Crosby and Gensel have 17 and 19 points, respectively. They're not getting much from anybody else, though. They need MVP, middle of the season, borscht and vodka up of Guinea Malkin to walk his ass into the arena tonight and put some damn points on the board. The Penguins beat the Flyers, and they're battling the Capitals with one line doing the scoring. If Geno picks it up, it should be enough for the Penguins to get by Washington. There's all this talk. Secondary scoring. Where's Kessel? And I, I understand it. Where is Kessel? Well, he's hurt. He's not playing well enough. Okay, why isn't Connor Sherry scored? Why isn't Derek Broussard scored? Why is the bottom six not produced? I get the questions. Do you think it's more likely that the bottom six produces or Evgeny Malkin? Are the Penguins pretty darn close to being up maybe three games to none or two games to one in this series? Absolutely. flipping lootly If Evgeny Malkin shows up and is Evgeny Malkin, then there is your second line scoring. Evgeny Malkin is going to make Carl Hagelin a better player, who also might join the lineup tonight. Evgeny Malkin is going to make Phil Kessel a better player. Forget the secondary scoring. Forget the bottom six scoring. F all that. It'd be nice to get it. But there's one guy that I expect to provide. There's one guy I expect to carry Pittsburgh other than that top line. And his name's Evgeny Malkin. And the guy's won a con Smythe before. And last year was good enough to be in the conversation. And it's not his fault that he hadn't been here. He was productive in the first series prior to getting hurt. He showed that he could get the job done last night. He just didn't get the job done. Tonight, though, that's when rubber meets the road. This is when you can either determine you're going to continue your season or leave early at the hands of a hated rival. And because of that, I expect Evgeny Malkin's best tonight. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Your thoughts on whether or not Gino needs to perform and your thoughts on the other secondary scoring you'd like to see the Penguins have. There's a breakdown going on right now, league-wide. Uh, mostly, though, among Capitals, apologists, and, again, old-school hockey heathens about whether or not Sidney Crosby spit at a Washington Capitol. The did-spit breakdown is emblematic of everything that is wrong with this sport. Everything. First off, Sid didn't spit on him. He could be a prick, but he would not do that. There's a difference between lifting a stick, getting up in the face, pushing a dude's stick away, hitting a dude in the Johnson, and spitting in his face. You can hit me in the crotch, I'll cry for a minute, my stomach's going to hurt for a while, and then I'm probably going to laugh. You spit in my face, oh my God, it's over. I mean, I'm going to fight you whether my ass is getting kicked or not. I will throw down. Sidney Crosby's not trying to throw down. Sidney Crosby's going to piss you off. Sidney Crosby's going to try to prod at you. He's going to try to poke at you. He's going to try to get you off your game. Sidney Crosby's not going to spit in your face. It's not the kind of guy he is. It's not the kind of player he is. It ain't going to happen. Secondly, so NHL. So NHL. Quintessential NHL. Hashtag NHL. The goalpost got moved to spitting on a dude as compared to busting the face of another guy so badly that he'll be eating from a straw for the next few months. This league is so gosh damn backwards, if a pubic hair goes over the blue line, they'll meet for 10 minutes about it and then call the goal back. If a goalie gets a thumb in the ass, we look at it for 15 minutes, then after one call, review it again and look at it for 15 minutes another time. And then we'll 
change the call. The league, its fans, and sometimes its former players and broadcasters are focusing on the wrong shiz. Yo. They'll take goals back, but when Brian Dumoulin gets hit in the head, ah, nothing to do about that. It's a hockey play. It's so delightfully NHL, and it's so delightfully old guard hockey fans. The league that puts their marquee series against day one of the NFL draft is also focusing on spitting on a dude as opposed to ruining his life after hockey. It's the same garage league that Lemieux has railed against. The league that sends emails saying there's no link between fighting and head trauma and head trauma and CTE. This is the league that wants to have the conversation about spitting and not about what could wind up being brain trauma. Let's all fight the battle other than the headshot one. How about that? You can't be licking players. God forbid that happens. You could get mono. You better tell Martian to cut that out. Did Crosby spit on a guy? Where was the second spitter? Seinfeld will ask the question, why can't I? How many spitters were there apart from Sid? I mean, Mia Khalifa, obviously notwithstanding. FYI, pointing out Crosby's flaws, and Capitals fans are very good at that, doesn't excuse what Tom Wilson did. It's a great case of the look over here's like a matador with a red cape. Sid whacking a dude in the twit and berries ain't right, but neither's what Wilson did. The Crosby slash that ruins Mark Mathot's ability to service himself has nothing to do with whether or not Tom Wilson's a D-bag. And Grant Paulson of 106.7 The Fan will join me in about 10 minutes to discuss. I got a tweet from a Capitals fan today asking me about Malkin elbowing people and saying the Penguins have done a bunch of nasty things in the past. Man, you don't know who you're talking to here. I would have liked to see Matt Cook shot into the sun. I like hockey this way. With skill, with finesse. I want it to be beautiful out there. Lemieux was beautiful. That's what I want to see. I hated Matt Cook. He did some big things for the Penguins in the playoffs. I understand that Washington hates that because they've never seen it before. But the guy was a monster. He had no business being in the league after a while. Just like Rafi Torres had no business being in the league after a while. Guys like that don't belong. Hockey plays happen. They really do. The problem with Wilson is, and the problem with those guys was, that they were always, and he always is, so close to the line that he's going to go over it a bunch. In past Penguins atrocities, if you want to use logic, and I do, that's why our ratings are up 700% since I took over, I can realize that past atrocities have nothing to do with the here and the now of what Tom Wilson did. Period. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. This is one of the reasons why, very quickly, I have started to hate the Capitals more than the Flyers. Uh, The Flyers have actually beat the Penguins since any of us can remember or care about it. Uh, they beat the Penguins in 2012. It was a Bush League series. They were throwing bodies around, and uh, Marc-Andre Fleury didn't play well. Really, nobody in the back end did. Uh, Crosby couldn't contain himself. Malkin couldn't contain himself. It was nonsense. But the nonsense was promulgated by the Flyers being the nonsense organization. Hate them, hate them, hate them. You ask old school fans whether they hate the Capitals or the Flyers more, they're always going to say the Flyers because the Flyers beat the Penguins for like 40 years straight at the Spectrum. Uh, So Penguins fans don't take too kindly to that. The Penguins have won 9 out of 10 series against Washington. That matters. A rivalry has to be between two teams that actually 
compete. Like, Steelers-Ravens is a rivalry. Steelers-Browns, not so much. Steelers-Patriots, not a rivalry because the Patriots carpet bomb the Steelers all the time. Is Steelers-Bengals a rivalry? Well, they don't like each other. But the Bengals never beat the Steelers, so why the flip do I care? The Capitals aren't on the same plane as the Flyers in terms of a true peer, in terms of a real rivalry. However, they have so many skilled hockey players and still choose to play the game the wrong way. Matt Niskanen's a good player. Matt Niskanen's now throwing knee-on-knee hits against Jake Gensel. Matt Niskanen's a good player and a good dude, and now he's whacking the back of Crosby's dome? Uh, Brooks Orpik, good player, always towed the line, but he killed Olimata two years ago. These are good players that have turned bad because the example is set by the coach, and the example is set by Tom Wilson. Oh, yeah, these things will fly. So while they're not quite the Flyers, they're sure as bleep working on it. Coming up next, Grant Paulson of 106.7 The Fan. We got into it a little bit today on Twitter. We'll join the program. Seems like a nice guy. I just think he's wrong. It's a Crowley show. He spit on us. <laughs> and I screamed out, I'm it! Well, the bouncers over here at Buford's Kitchen have closed in on me. Uh, they know that things could get nasty. Downright dirty here in the next segment. Grant Paulson of 106.7 The Fan uh, joins us now to talk about what has become the black and blue or golden white dress debate among hockey fans. Uh, Grant, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. My pleasure, Adam. How you doing, man? I'm all right, dude. First things first, thank you again for coming on. And let's just find some common ground here. Do you like dogs? Love dogs. Big fan. Just got a French bulldog puppy, actually. boy. My best friend has a French bulldog. Do you like pizza? You they're, they're great dogs. And uh, we were trying to come together, me and I just got married recently, me and the wife. And it was one of the few breeds that we agreed upon. So we've got a brand-new puppy that I was going to name after a, a football draft pick, but because the name didn't work, we went with Fiona instead, so it worked out. What was the draft pick going to be? Yeah, either Minka Fitzpatrick or Vita Vea were the only two names she'd agree upon. They both went a couple picks early, so we settled on Fiona named after a hippo at the Cincinnati Zoo. Do you like pizza, Grant? Pizza, I love. I think any good American loves pizza. I prefer meat on my pizza. I don't Very really good. eat cheese pizza anymore, any vegetables. I think are for the birds, but for the most part, any kind of meat you can put on a pizza, I will consume. And you like beer, right? Beer is delicious. Beer is wonderful. We could eat pizza, we could drink beer, and, and talk about the Nats sweeping the Pirates anytime you want to. <laughs> hey, here's the way that we've rationalized that in Pittsburgh. Uh, when the Phillies swept the Pirates, the Penguins wound up winning that series. So I think Penguins fans idea, are hoping. Right? Yeah, I think it's the Absolutely. only way you can look at it. Okay, so now that we've realized that we can be friends, uh, you like dogs, you like pizza, you like cold brew, explain what you think, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. So what I would say is I think in D.C. a lot of people, first of all, were shocked by three games. Uh, I am disappointed the league came down with three games for a bunch of reasons. I could have been fine with one uh, for Tom Wilson. That wouldn't have been a huge issue for me. If I was levying out the suspension, it would have been zero. But one, I can absolutely get on board with. Two, I think, would have been a little bit excessive in a second-round playoff series. Three's egregious. There's a lot of reasons for it. Number one, I think the NHL legislates these things terribly. It's wildly inconsistent. He's getting the exact same suspension of Nazem Kadri, uh, who last round did something much more outrageous and dirty and much more egregious and is a 
much dirtier player and got the exact same suspension as Tom Wilson. Number two, they legislate based on injury, which is stupid. You know, that if you dumb. shoot at someone and you miss them, uh, it, it, you still shot at them. And I'll never understand why if you break your jaw, that's more my problem than if you got right up on the ice. Did I hit you illegally or I didn't? It shouldn't matter whether you broke your jaw or you got a concussion or not. So I think that that's also dumb. Third, I think that Aston Reese saw him coming the entire way. There was an onus, as the player safety department has said many times, to help defend yourself. But he didn't. Now, he wasn't the aggressor. Tom Wilson at full speed was, obviously. But he had plenty of opportunity to duck, dodge, or get out of the way of that hit. He had no interest in doing so. So, to me, by not defending himself, uh, he engaged in that contact. Was it dirty? No. Was it violent? Yes. Was it predatory? No, in my opinion. He got shoulder before head. And to me, that's kind of the end of the debate. Had he hit his head first, I think that he should have gotten a multi-game suspension. I see shoulder, and for me, based on all the things I just said, I think three games with two evenly matched teams in the second-round series is is devastating when you're talking about a top-line wing and a penalty killer, and I think it's ridiculous. Let the teams decide who's better, uh, not the NHL based on suspension. It is a very good presentation, and there are some things there that I agree with. Injury should not be a factor, just the same way I think it's ridiculous for a guy to get a stick in the face, and if he bleeds, it's four minutes as opposed to two. Also uh, stupid. We, we have common ground there. Yeah, we do, and we like pizza and beer and dogs. So we, well, we've got four know, things. By the way, hockey players bring little blades like wrestlers used to to cut themselves just so they can draw the extra two minutes. Oh, I know Sidney Crosby does that, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, he's always sneaking that razor in there. Here's where I will disagree with you, Grant. And Grant from 106.7 uh, The Fan, uh, Paulson, uh, joins us here on the Crowley Show. It had to be more than one because he was a repeat offender. Uh, whether or not it's a postseason or not, if you're a repeat offender, you're going to get more of a punishment than he did the first time around. And that's just the case. So it, it either has to be zero or it has to be more than one. That's the way it's going to have to break down. Okay, well, two would be less ridiculous than three. So if it was two, I don't even know if we'd be doing this segment right now. I still wouldn't like it. Three is preposterous. It, it is almost half of the series for a hit that may not have been a problem. And by the way, a lot of very unbiased expert hockey people around the country like Barry Melrose say there should have been no suspension. And I disagree a little bit with you. I think you could have said one game, even though he has a pass, because what you could have said is what they should have said, which is, honestly, if this was Matt Niskanen, a former Penguin, by the way, or if this was Brooks Orpik, a former Penguin, by the way, who's been suspended in a series for a hit against the Penguins very recently when the Capitals are going to lose a playoff series, maybe they wouldn't have been suspended at all. But because of his track record, because he has many times over had to talk to the National Hockey League, we're going to err on the side of caution and give them one game. So it doesn't have to be multiple games to me. You could say if this was someone else, we may have given them a pass, but it's three close calls, three questionable hits, and two weeks of playoff hockey, so we'll give them one. By the way, the ref on site at the arena after reviewing the tape and speaking to a reporter said that it was a clean hit. That even after rewatching the film and getting to see it, the pool reporter was told they wouldn't levy even a penalty. That should mean something. The head of the player safety department was sitting there watching. Talk to those officials. Clearly, they told him and made the presentation to him what they thought was a clean hit. So, apparently, that didn't matter as much as the fact that uh, a couple of years ago and earlier in the playoffs, he had done some things they didn't like. They should have suspended him then. By the way, I think the Brian Dumoulin hit in Game 2 was worse than the hit that he got suspended for. I also don't think he should have been suspended for that. But if you want to tell me he should have been suspended for either... To me, when he came up and got Dumoulin in the head with his shoulder, 
that was worse than the Aston reset. Well, Grant, if the referees blow a call, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a counterpoint for you to say, well, the refs, they always get it right. Well, no, they don't. I mean, they, they, there was a goal that was scored in, in game number two that they did not rule a goal. Refs miss calls all the time. It You're happens. saying they blew the call. I don't think they blew the call. My point is, if the refs <laughs> went back after the game and watched the video. And well, the yeah, guys who I mean, come on, of course they game, did. Of course they did. That's what they're going to do. They're going to stick up for their own. Uh, that's just a reality. And you're naming all these people, Barry Melrose, guys like that. It's the old guard of hockey who want to see the physicality remain and don't give a rat's ass whether or not a headshot is going to break somebody's jaw or not. Daniel Carcillo doesn't remember whether he was an enforcer or not, but now he's saying that was a predatory hit. There are guys on both sides here. Uh, I think that because of the fact that they missed the Dumoulin call, and that was suspendable in my opinion, you can't miss it twice. You miss it twice, you're not a hockey series anymore. You're a farce. Well, you're broadcasting in Pittsburgh as you say that. I think a lot of people disagree with you. Uh, the Dumoulin hit, I, I also disagree with it. It's, to me, suspendable has to be something outrageous. And maybe this is just a philosophical debate. We're going to paint it yellow and uh, gold and black and, 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 and red, and that's fine. But here's what I think. You shouldn't be suspended unless you do something exceptionally dirty, either after a whistle or with great malice, or you, uh, Donald Brashear, Marty McSorley, uh, happens, or something takes place without the confines of hockey being played. If at a very high rate of speed, you're 6'4 and 225 pounds, and you injure someone while doing something that didn't have malice or intent and was violent but not necessarily dirty, I don't think you should be suspended three games. And if you get suspended, I don't think it should be for the majority of what's remaining in a series. I just don't understand why that would be a necessity for a hit that was as close a call as this. And I believe in track record mattering. There's no doubt that Tom Wilson's reputation did and should play into this. No denying that. But the idea that uh, they had to go three games because they either quote-unquote missed the Dumoulin call or they got that wrong, I completely disagree with that. And my biggest gripe, I guess, with Penguins fans and all of this, and I'm sure you saw the, the thousands of uh, Yinzers mixing it up on my Twitter account, and I've got family in Pittsburgh, and uh, I pull for, for teams and other sports that, that I don't despise uh, that are from Pittsburgh, like the Pirates, for example. But the notion that Tom Wilson, it, you guys act like he's some goon, clown, no-talent hack who should be ridded from the NHL. People who say that have no knowledge of this player or this team, and they reveal themselves very clearly that way. Well, Grant, this guy's more Milan Lucic than he is Matt Cook or he, Chris Simon uh, or, or uh, some clown. Respectfully, I think that there is a place in between Matt Cook and Milan Lucic where he is. Well, I agree, but I said he's more, I'm saying on a pendulum, so follow me here. You can either be one or the other. He, he was a 16th overall pick. He scored 44 yeah, and he goals. Chooses to use his, he, he chooses to use his powers for evil, not good, Grant. And he, he had 14 goals this year. Great. It's a fluke season. He had 35 points. I'm sure it's a fluke season, and he's not developing. He's a top-line winner. I mean, how long does it take to freaking develop? How long does it take to develop, Grant? He scored 35 points on the line with Alex Ovechkin and Evgeny Kuznetsov. I feel like I could pot 20 with those two guys playing on well, the same line as me. I promise you you couldn't. It, it sounds good in the studio but you couldn't tom wilson hey i'm on i'm on site grant i'm on site today okay okay very good he's a penalty killer uh, on their the number one penalty killer he, he is an important member and a good player on this hockey team he, he's their best forward penalty killer he's, he's uh, a, a wing 
on the number one line who had a career high in goals is developing. You want to get into the specifics of why he hasn't developed faster? Because the Caps made an atrocious hire with Adam Oates, who was an awful head coach, <laughs> that, that and completely happen, yeah. stunted his development by telling him to go out onto the ice and play seven minutes a night and get into a couple fights. And they have kept him in the minors and allowed him to go score 25 or 30 goals and hone his game. We'd be talking about a very different player right now. So he spent a couple of years trying to overcome the ineptitude of a coach who got blown out after two seasons and was the only guy to miss the playoffs here over the last 13 years. Grant, one thing that you did say before, uh, I think determining what is malice, what is great malice, what is intentional or not, is far too often a gray area. Do you not sure. do you not agree that they should start penalizing and suspending based solely upon head contact? No, I don't agree with that. I, I, I just don't. No, I, I see what they're trying to do in the NHL, but you can't tell me that every time a guy gets hit in the head, someone be, should be suspended. There should at least be a penalty. A there should time. at least be a penalty. I, I agree with that. It okay. should absolutely be a penalty. But there's a big difference between a penalty and a three-game suspension. Sure. DJ Oshie was in the dressing room today for the Capitals, who served many, many games on the bench and in the press box with a concussion this year and has been hit in the head multiple times this postseason, including in this series. And he pointed out the fact that it's hockey. It kind of happens. I've been hit multiple times. I've skated over to the ref. And he's even been told at one point, I guess, in the game against New Jersey this year, he's bigger than you. He didn't try to hit you in the head. The six-four guy hits a six-foot guy. Occasionally, when you're trying for a shoulder at a high rate of speed, a la a defensive back in the NFL, you're going to miss your target. You're, you're going to hit a guy after you hit them somewhere else on their body that ends up on their head, which is what I think happened here. Again, if you want to suspend him because he's Tom Wilson, because of his track record, because it's now three close calls and he's just too reckless, and I would use the word reckless with Tom Wilson. I think that's a fair word. Dirty is not, but reckless absolutely is. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Then slap him on the wrist and say, you know what? You got yourself a one-game suspension. We're going to err on the side of trying to teach you a lesson here in the playoffs. you got to stick this one out. He hadn't been suspended in the regular season. He got suspended in the preseason carrying over. I just think that uh, there's three games in a series that's really even between arguably the two best teams in the conference in terms of chances to get to the Stanley Cup. Uh, is, it's excessive. I think Oshie did what he needs to do as a teammate. I also think he did a disservice to everyone else that plays the sport of hockey. I just Well, Mike Sullivan did what he had to do, too, when he, he came did. out three minutes after the game and said uh, that his player had a broken jaw and a concussion. A good move, started right? started lobbying immediately for the suspension. A good move. I mean, it's what wound up, I think. Good, yeah, good coaching strategy for sure. Look, Grant, uh, really good stuff, man. Uh, appreciate you taking the time to come on. Uh, thank you so much for doing so, and maybe one day we'll pet our dogs, grab a beer, and eat a pizza. My pleasure. I'll bring Fiona. Sounds like a good time. Attaboy. Thanks again. All right, All right. buddy. Take care. There he goes, Grant Paulson, 106.7, the fan. Look, being bigger than somebody is a reason to knock a guy down. It's not a reason to hit a guy in the chin. It's not a reason to break his jaw. And if you want to hit a guy in the jaw, and you're as big as Tom Wilson is, and he is big, you don't have to lunge. Tom Wilson lunged. That's what the NHL Department of Player Safety said. A department that is not typically willing to throw goons in the trash bin where they belong. And if Grant's going to say that if the refs say it's not a penalty, then it's not a penalty, well, then what do I say if the Department of Player Safety says it's a suspension? 
Now, we're obviously never going to see eye to eye here, and Grant's not a bad guy. He's got 100,000 Twitter followers. He's a good broadcaster. I like the guy. He's good at what he does. But he's looking at things with red and white Capitals glasses, and you could argue that maybe I'm doing the same thing with the Penguins, but I'm the guy who's on the side of player safety. I'm the guy who's not trying to victim blame. I'm the guy who wants Zach Aston Reese one day to remember his grandchildren, and anybody who's on the other side is on the side of CTE. And maybe that's hyperbole, but it's not. God, I really want a pizza right now, though. Uh, Bud Light's on special up here at Buford's Kitchen right across the street from PPG Paints Arena. Coming up next, I've been ripped left and right by Capitals fans today. I respond. It's the Crowley Show. Luann tweets at underscore Adam Crowley with what Grant just said. Just because Wilson's out for the series, it doesn't sound like he thinks the Caps won't win the series. How about next man up? I was reading his tweets earlier in the day. He thinks that the Wilson suspension is going to be a turning point. Whether or not the Penguins win the series is not at question. He thinks that either the Capitals are going to rally around it or without Tom Wilson, the Penguins are going to take advantage with a mismatched, scrambled lineup. And I think that's something that's going to be lost on Penguins fans when they're all consumed with whether or not Tom Wilson should have been suspended for being a D-bag. Tom Wilson is a D-bag. Talking to Grant does not change my viewpoint there. And, And yeah, Grant says, well, his development was stalled. He was a first-round pick, but he never turned into that guy. And, yeah, development does get stalled, but if you're a great player, if you're really a first-round pick, you find your way. And Wilson has found his way to being a dirtbag instead of finding his way into being a great player. But he is a first-line player. He's somebody who is important to what they do as a penalty killer and at creating space for both Kuznetsov and Alexander Ovechkin on that top line. And beyond that... Then there's all kind of trickle-down effect. Uh, you move up smith Pelly, who was a very good third-line player for them in the first round, has been a solid playoff performer compared to his typical regular season numbers. He's up in the first line now, and then their bottom six kind of goes to... So it does affect Washington, but I'm not sold the way that the Capitals are and the way that the Capitals' media is that this is something that was not within Wilson's control. Uh, They're acting as if Tom Wilson's the guy that got hurt. Uh, They're acting as if Tom Wilson's face exploded, and he's going to be eating out of a tube for the next four to six weeks. And that's just simply not the case. If he's a guy who's reckless, to use Grant's words, reckless, then when you are reckless, sometimes you're going to cross that line. And he did it in the Department of Player Safety, which is loath to ever do anything about players who are reckless, does something, then that to me means... That he did cross that line. It's as simple as that. And we shouldn't start pulling out the miniature violin. Nobody should feel bad for Washington. Oh my God, woe is me. We don't have a first-line player. The first-line player is the reason why that first-line player ain't playing for the rest of the series. That's it. Are you going to paint the picture that, like T.J. Oshie is, that Tom Wilson being out is the same thing as Zach Aston Reese being out? No. A victim is a victim 
Tom Wilson's not a victim of player safety. Tom Wilson's a victim of his own recklessness. If Tom Wilson wants to be pissed, if the Capitals want to play a violin, play the violin about Tom Wilson doing it to himself. Zach Aston Reese lost his ability to play for the rest of this season as an up-and-coming player, as a preferred college free agent, because a guy took really his livelihood away from him. And maybe Zach Aston Reese becomes the player he was going to be, but maybe this was his shot. Maybe Zach Aston Reese was going to pot a goal in Game 7. Maybe Zach Aston Reese was going to do something along the way here that makes him an NHL regular, and maybe now he does not get that opportunity afforded to him because he was the victim. If a woman's wearing a skirt and men are walking by her giving her unwanted advances, it's not because she wore the skirt. It's not because she looks hot on that particular day. She's not, quote-unquote, asking for it. No, 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 no. She can do what she wants. She's a victim. And, yes, while Zach Aston Reese was chopping up the puck and stick-handling too much, and he was, that doesn't mean that he deserves to get hit in the dome the way that he was hit in the dome by Tom Wilson. I've been called a pansy and soft by more Capitals fans today than I can count. And they say I haven't played any contact sports, so I can't possibly know what I'm talking about. But we in Pittsburgh, we're kind of experts in contact sports. Because the Steelers are always playing deep into the playoffs. Unfortunately for Washington, the Redskins aren't. And the Penguins are always playing deep into the playoffs. And unfortunately for Washington, the Capitals aren't. So I think just based on aggregate, we've seen a lot more contact sports than they have. Uh, They just don't stack up with us in terms of our knowledge of the contact sports game. We've watched a lot more of it. Case in point, the Sports Junkies, which do a good show, I've heard in D.C., they tweeted out what makes me realize how delusional they are. Quote, I refuse to complain about the Wilson suspension. It is what it is. No one thought the Eagles could still win when Wentz went down. Next man up, use it as a rallying cry. End quote. They're going to use it as a rallying cry, but how delusional do you have to be to in the same breath name Tom Wilson and Carson Wentz. Uh, You want to talk about being a homer. I got a lot of that today from Cavs fans. Crowley, you're a homer. I do see things through Penguins' perspective. Don't be fooled. They do the same thing on 106.7. But I also always, always, always try to think about the circumstances as if I were in the circumstances. And if I laid the hit as Tom Wilson, and I always toe that line with my reckless behavior, I'm not going to be surprised if I get suspended. And if I'm Zach Gaston Reese, I wish that the guy would hit me in the sternum. That's a clean hockey play. The head's not. And you can argue if you're a Capitals fan, if the principal point of contact was the shoulder, all you effing want. But when you lift your legs up and you're six foot three or six foot four, whatever the hell Wilson is. You're aiming for one thing and one thing only. Split second, your barbarian nature takes over, and you're going for that headshot. It's the same thing that happened with Matt Cook all the time. And, okay, fine, maybe Tom Wilson's a little bit better right now than Matt Cook was when Matt Cook was running around. But Tom Wilson's game is not about the 14 goals he scored. It's not about the 35 points he racked up. It's about the skulls he breaks, and it's about the punishment he's trying to dole out. The only folks who don't think Wilson should have been suspended are Capitals fans, guys like Grant who 
cover the Capitals. And as he mentioned, there are a lot of hockey analysts out there saying, oh, it was a clean hit. It's old-time hockey. It's the old guard hockey folks that don't want to see the game evolve and that will not allow this game to be watched at a higher clip than the niche market that's sitting there right now. There's going to be a million and a half, two million people at most that watch the Stanley Cup final this year, and it's because guys like Barry Melrose, guys like Mike Milbury, don't think about where hockey needs to be. They think about where hockey was. Let's talk a bunch about what used to be and why now the game's bastardized and ruined because it's no longer that anymore. Guys, we know climate change is a real thing. You can determine or not whether you think it's about uh, carbon admissives. You can determine whether or not you think it's uh, something happening with the Earth's atmosphere and the Earth's going to go through global periods of climate change. But one thing we all need to agree on is the fact that climate change happens. And when science is there, you have to use it. And when CTE science is there and concussion science is there, you have to effing use it. We are, right now, at the furthest that civilization's ever been, to our knowledge. And you get to that point by continuing to learn and expand off of things that you did not know previously. And when Barry Melrose talks about a hit to the head being a clean hockey play, it was a clean hockey play when you didn't know what CTE was. It was a clean hockey play when you didn't hear about Phil Bork forgetting where he left his keys every single effing day. It's a hockey play when Dan Carcillo doesn't care whether or not his brain's damaged. It's not a hockey play after you know that Dan Carcillo can't remember his son's name. When you learn, you use that knowledge to make yourself better. As a society, as a league, what have you, knowledge is important, science is important, and anybody, anybody, I don't care what the background, whether it's black and white, black and gold, glasses, needs to realize science dictates that headshots are bad, and you need to do whatever the F you can do to get them out of the game. And Grant's talking about the fact that Maybe, in this league, you have to judge intent. And I say intent, schmin schmint. And what I say is, the head is the head is the head. Don't bash a guy in the head. There will be times where it's unavoidable. But make them want to avoid it more by giving them penalties when they do it. And suspend them when it's egregious. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Again, I cannot comprehend why somebody, anybody, would make that trash can the victim. Whether it's Oshie, whether it's Grant, whether it's the junkies or otherwise. If someone robs a bank and gets caught and goes to jail, and you drop off food at his family's house saying, oh, they can't eat today, it's not up to you to do that. It's the fault of the bank robber. When you bust a head, it's your fault for busting the head. That's Tom Wilson being Tom Wilson. And I don't need to use the word intent. I don't need to use the word dirty. I can just use the word that Grant used. Reckless. And being okay with recklessness ain't okay with me. Up next, Jason Mackey, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He'll weigh in on some actual hockey stuff. Because I'm done talking about Wilson for now.
Mac Daddy. Makai. Up next, it's the Crowley Show.